Welcome to Mandatory Fun, a podcast by a military wife reflecting on life. I'm Erin Stevens, and lately I've been basking in the glow of having my husband back. He was gone for about four and a half months, and it was going great for about the first half. But as we who have listened to my last episode know, things took a turn for the worst for the second. But my girls and I survived, and now our family is reunited, and I can go back to nagging three people instead of just two. It's glorious. All joking aside, it really has been wonderful. This homecoming was much easier than the other ones I've gotten through. There are still some bumps, but for the most part, it's been smooth sailing. I want to put out a disclaimer to my fabulous husband, Jake, before I dive in. I love you. I wouldn't trade you for the world. I know that I use a crazy voice when I imitate you. Also, these things I'll be discussing are not always things that I've felt. They've also come from speaking with friends. I mean, some stuff comes from me, but it does not diminish how glad I am that you're back and how I hope you never leave again, which I know is not going to happen. So let's all take this journey on what it means to be reunited after spending a significant amount of time alone. First, I'll tell you our story. It all begins with me not allowing anyone to touch, eat, or drink in our new car, named Fonsi Ponsi, until Jake saw it. This was a bit challenging because we had the car about a month before he came home, and we had driven it on a couple of lengthy drives, including the three-hour one we took to pick him up in Atlanta. Oh yeah, by the way, just a little reminder. So I got in the car accident, and the car was totaled. This was all part of the stuff that happened in November. And then we decided to get a new car. Jake gave me the okay. I flew up to Atlanta one morning, purchased it, and drove it back. So now we have a new car. It's, it's great. Um, still Miss Vanderella, but it's okay. We have a new family member. So let me remind you also that I have two children, the younger of whom can't seem to eat a banana without getting it all over herself or hold on to a water bottle when we just have to drive for about five minutes. She's a hot mess. Hence the ban on doing anything that would make it dirty. My dog, Sydney, still hasn't been allowed inside. Needless to say, I was a bit obsessed with it all being perfect, or at least my idea of perfect. We made the signs before he came home. We hung up decorations all over the place, went to Target, and really bought out the dollar bin for all of the New Year's decorations because he was home not that long after that. Um, My friend Katie, who I talked about in the first ever episode of Mandatory Fun, made wonderful shirts for us that were pretty funny. Um, on the back, and they were personalized to me and the girls what we wanted to say to him when he got back. Um, It was really, really great. The timing worked out really well because he got back on a Sunday, and Monday was a school holiday, so we were able to stay in Atlanta for the night. My brother hooked us up at the Four Seasons. He works for them. And he was able to get us two interconnecting rooms that he treated us to. So thank you so much for that, Corey. It was really amazing. So we got up that morning. Um, his flight didn't land until around three. So we left for Atlanta around 11 because we just couldn't wait anymore. Um, we met my friend Marianne and her daughter, Alex, at the airport, which was great. So my friend Marianne is a friend from Germany and she happens to live in Atlanta. And the night before he was getting back, she texted me and said, how's it going? Is Jake coming home soon? And I said, yeah, he's actually coming home tomorrow. We're coming to the Atlanta airport to pick him up. If you want to meet us, we would love to have you. So, and it would be great to have somebody to take pictures and, um, He was supposed to come into Valdosta, but he wasn't going to land in Valdosta until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock p.m. that night. And 
the girls and I just decided we really didn't want to wait. We just wanted to get up and get there. And somebody else in the squadron had done that before for a homecoming. So we just copied them and did the same thing. So Marianne decided to meet us at the airport. She and Alex brought balloons and a good camera. And it was really nice to see them. And they saw our excitement. And it was just a really good moment. Um, we waited at security. He had to go through customs first, obviously. And then he walked out. And I just... It's such an awesome moment. I mean, it really makes me tear up. It's it's just like you haven't seen this person in so long. Your kids are so happy. And we saw him and we just all ran to him and it's all kind of a blur and we dropped our signs and it was just a really nice moment. And, you know, you just everything else goes away. You don't even pay attention to anybody else who's, who's there. And it just was really incredible. And Marianne and Alex managed to capture the moment for us. So we have some really great pictures. So at that point, I had done it. The girls and I had not killed each other or anyone else. They made it to school every day with lunches packed and their hair was done. Sure, they may have had quite a bit of iPad time and dinners may have devolved into Lunchables once or twice, but who really cares? The Lunchables were reserved for home so that there was no judgment at school and it was all really just fine. Um, we had Jake back safe and sound and all was well with the world. We spent the rest of the day smiling and talking about the things he had missed. He went and swam with the girls in the pool and I just let them have their time. We went out to dinner somewhere that he had been wanting to go the whole time. It was just such a great day. We all laid in bed together, just so happy that he was home. And we were just smiling from ear to ear. My younger daughter was on her best behavior. She was just thrilled. And it was so nice to see her. Of course, her behavior changed the next day. But at least we had like 10 hours with her being her happy, positive self. So I'll take it. Um, so we've all seen the videos of military members surprising their kids, their spouses, and their parents after a deployment. By seen, of course, I mean we've wept through potentially with some audible noise. These are so sweet and also they seriously stress me out because first of all, I take a lot of time to get ready and prep I want my house to be clean. I want to have taken a shower. I want to pick out my outfit. I want to shave my legs. Let's be honest. I probably did not shave my legs the whole time he was gone. I live in southern Georgia. The weather was warm the majority of the time, but, you know, who really cares at that point? And, you know, I want to make it seem like all I've done while he's been gone is self-improvement projects, that I've eaten really well, that I've really gotten my stuff together, that I'm ready to go, that I've conquered the world. And I can't do that if he's going to surprise me and not tell me exactly when he's coming home. I do love the videos. I do love the excitement that everybody feels. And it is such an amazing experience. But I that is where my mind goes when that happens because I feel like it's such a production getting ready that I can't imagine not having my time to get ready. And what they don't show you is what happens when the cameras stop rolling. Because after all, you adapt to your new ways of life. Some people leave for a year or more, which is a long time to establish a new routine. Even I had gotten used to less laundry, my own bed, having complete control, and not relying on anyone else for help except, of course, the occasional friend. There is also the awkwardness of seeing someone again. Inevitably, they've lost at least 20 pounds from not drinking and having time to exercise every day, and it can be a strange adjustment. It's a little bit like meeting them all over again, and it's kind of a nervous energy that takes over. 
I will say this has gotten a bit better because of technology. Because now with FaceTime, he could communicate even in a combat zone. He actually had better internet there than some of my friends have in Valdosta. Yes, that was a Valdosta dig. There can also be some resentment. You know, I've been alone the whole time, and you've been alone, but you've always been with other adults. You've gone to work every day there, even though, you know, it's not exactly what you'd want to be doing and you're separated from your family. You're still doing a life. You're living your life, and it's a different life than you had back here where I'm the one who's been left behind and left alone to take care of everything that happens at home, all of the bills, everything that breaks, all of the things that happen in the kids' lives, which, you know, a lot of stuff can happen in your kids' lives in a short amount of time. Um, He's had time to prioritize himself. He's gotten to work out every day. Every meal has been cooked for him. He hasn't had to do anything really for himself. He gets to, you know, kind of decompress at night. He can, you know, just relax with the guys and hang out and laugh and joke. Whereas when the lights go out here, I'm by myself. My kids are sleeping. I don't have anywhere to go. And, you know, that can be lonely a lot of the time. And no one really thinks about the ones left behind. We always tend to send care packages to the people who are deployed. And, you know, schools write letters and everybody sends their best wishes. I will say in the community here, as I've mentioned before, I felt very, very supported. And those people obviously recognize what's going on. But I don't think that the greater world realizes necessarily to the extent that a toll a deployment can take on a family that is still here. Everybody automatically thinks of the danger that the loved one is in, but that danger that the loved one is in weighs on the family members every single day that they're gone. So I think that a lot of that gets lost. And I think that when that gets lost, there can be resentment that builds up that, you know, they've been really taken care of and coddled and Everybody's worried about them and made sure that they're doing okay and sent cookies and, you know, sent beef jerky and sent all the things that they can send. Whereas here, I'm sitting here, you know, going through some stuff and I don't want to be seen as whiny and I don't want to be seen as needy and I want to be seen as strong. And I think that sometimes we aren't seen as strong if we complain, if we say like, this sucks. I am not actually very happy that he's gone. I recognize this is his job, but it's not what I would wish and it's not what I would want to happen. And I would hope that the world were the way that, you know, our military members weren't deploying constantly all of the time. That is the reality. And to voice your opinions and voice your dissent is challenging sometimes. And especially when you're alone, you don't have the person to lean on that you normally have to voice those things to, those concerns to. So that can be a really tough thing. Another issue is the expectation game. I expect things to continue to run the way they have, and he might expect it to be the way it was. For example, my house was very clean when Jake was gone. He's actually really good about this, which I credit to that nagging over the past 10 years, which I referred to earlier. But it still happens. He makes a snack and doesn't clean up or he uses a pillow at night and it falls on the floor and he doesn't put it back on the bed in the morning. It's little things, but it's little things that haven't happened while he's been gone. There's also the expectation that he'll help even more since he's missed out, that he'll do bedtime routine and morning routine for a while to give me a break. It should be a pleasure since he hasn't had to do it and I've been here doing it day in, day out. That may not be the mental model that they had upon their return. 
they may feel like they've been away and they just want to relax. Lastly, and it seems quite contradictory, is falling into the old routine and then being let down by how little has changed. So let me explain this a little bit. One of the things that drives me crazy is when he tries to sugarcoat something to delay my anger or frustration, kind of for the betterment of himself. I think I've gotten way better about this as our kids have gotten older, but it still happens occasionally. A perfect example actually doesn't have to do with me, but it happened while Jake was still gone, but another friend's husband had very recently come back. It was interesting for me because as an outsider looking in, I could very clearly see what was happening, explain it, and I felt the emotions, but I wasn't the one that was actually dealing with this situation. So I was really able to see what I had been feeling, which is kind of a strange thing sometimes. So her husband had said earlier in the day that he would be home to help out with the kids for some reason. I don't know that he needed to be home or that she asked him to be home. It's just that he recognized it would be helpful, and he said, I'll be home to help out in the afternoon. So he had to go into work for just a couple of hours, and then he was coming home. Whatever it was that he was supposed to do got canceled, so he found himself with some extra time. Instead of coming home at that point or calling and letting her know what had happened, he decided to get a haircut, run some errands. So I was there when my friend called him to ask when he'd be home, as they discussed earlier. And at that point, he said, oh, I'm going to be later than I expected. I'm not actually going to be around to help because, you know, I decided to change what I was doing. You know, I had to get a haircut and I had to do some other stuff. So now, it's not that this is such a big deal, but it was neglecting to call first in this case that was frustrating. It's falling back into the pattern of my friend waiting for them to help or him to help come home. So it's like waiting to come home for dinner, remembering that, you know, they I have something that I have to do and that I needed their help. Um, so, you know, it's that remembering that you can count on them sometimes that can be frustrating because once you realize you're doing it, that you're again waiting and counting on them to help, it's almost like you've forgotten how not to do it. So once you fall back into that routine of expecting them to help and be home and be a part of things, it's almost like you've forgotten how to do it yourself. And then you get mad at yourself and you get mad at them because you recognize that you've fallen back into your old ways again. And part of you has to fall back into your old ways again because it's a relationship and it is split and you do have to count on each other. But at the same time, you've gone so long without counting on them that when you get frustrated because you've counted on them and they've let you down, it can be a really hard ball to juggle. So of course, now that I've talked about all these negatives, there are definitely more pluses than minuses when it comes to homecomings. For one, I have my best friend back. The one person in my life who can't get away from me when I need to talk about how distraught I feel about the current state of politics. The person who I can be super lazy around and not be judged. And the person who actually bakes with the girls so that I don't have to. And the one who makes me feel much safer at night so I can actually get a good night's sleep. I don't think that people who are never away from their significant others realize how lonely it can be night after night having no one to just sit in silence with. How much we take for granted being able to have an adult conversation every day without having to seek it out. For as much as the time away is sad and seems unfair, you do have a new appreciation for each other that can be very healthy in a relationship. 
I value the little things as well as the bigger things, and I cannot say enough how happy I am that he's back. Deployments are just one of those things that we as military spouses have to contend with. It's one of the most difficult situations because remember, we are not usually living somewhere of our choosing, surrounded by people who automatically love us and want to help us and take care of us. We have to learn to ask for help when we need it and develop a very strong persona for our kids and even the person who is away. They need to feel like everything back home is at least okay, if not going well, so that they can focus on doing their job and not be worried about what's going on at home. I cannot imagine how hard it would be to not see my girls for almost almost five months. I mean, sometimes, let's be clear, I daydream about it when they're driving me crazy. Oh, I wish I could take a break for five months. But when it comes down to it, that would be insanely challenging. I feel lucky to be in a marriage with someone who I care enough to miss like crazy and be beyond excited about to welcome home. I can only hope that for everyone, they can experience the same thing someday. Next time, I may be talking about uncertainty. Maybe talking about uncertainty. Ha! See what I did there? I haven't even tried to make you laugh yet. Now, something to make you laugh. A husband and a wife had been married for 60 years and had no secrets except for one. The woman kept in her closet a shoebox that she forbade her husband from ever opening. But when she was on her deathbed and with her blessing, he opened the box and found a crocheted doll and $95,000 in cash. My mother told me that the secret to a happy marriage was to never argue, she explained. Instead, I should keep quiet and crochet a doll. Her husband was touched. Only one doll was in the box. That meant she'd been angry with him only once in 60 years. But what about all this money, he asked. Oh, she said, that's the money I made from selling the dolls. And on that note, this is Erin signing off. Till next time, may your life be full of mandatory fun.